excellent singing. And we have a fine number present tonight. We had a tremendous number last evening, and we are just about equal to that tonight. But we're more concerned with quality than with quantity. However, we're pleased with both. And tonight, we have both. Delighted to have you. Many of you are visiting. You're an honored guest. We are honored by your presence. Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a mighty man with his master, and honorable, because by him Jehovah had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. The Syrians had gone out in bands and brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little Hebrew maiden, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, Would that my lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, then would he recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and said to Naaman, Thus and thus saith the maid of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go now, and I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. And he took with him ten talents of silver, mm, numerous, six thousand pieces of gold, ten changes of raiment, and he took the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, I have sent unto thee my servant Naaman, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And the king of Israel rent his garments, and he said, Am I God to kill and to make alive, that this man doth send unto me to cure a man, to heal a man of his leprosy? See, I pray you, how he seeketh a quarrel against me. When Elisha the prophet heard that the king had rent his garments, he said, Wherefore hast thou rent thy garments? Send him now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Samaria. And so Naaman with his horsemen and chariots arrived, stands at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a servant out and said, Go down and wash seven times in the river Jordan, and you'll be clean. Naaman was wroth, and he went away, and he said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out, strike his hand over the place, call upon the name of Jehovah his God, and cure the leprosy. And I've been on Farber, the rivers of Damascus. Are they not better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? And Naaman went away in a rage. His servants came to him and said, My father... If the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather when he saith unto thee, Wash and be clean. And Naaman went down and dipped himself seven times in the river Jordan. And his flesh became as the flesh of a little child. That's an interesting story. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 1 through 14 and I remember the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, speaks of a number of the transgressions of ancient Israel and shows the consequences of their disobedience. And he said in verse 11, Now these things happen unto them by way of example, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages are come. And that familiar passage in Romans 15, verse 4, Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that through patience and through comfort of the Scriptures we might have hope. Oh, and right here in this character, Naaman, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, there are many practical applications uh, that can and should be made, helping us possibly in teaching others. 
or maybe being informative to some who are assembled tonight. Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, in charge of the fighting force of Syria, mighty man with his master, honorable. Oh, by him, Jehovah had given deliverance unto Syria. Great, but he was a leper. He had the dreaded incurable disease of leprosy. There would come a time in this man's life when he would have to separate himself from his comrades. And if anyone came near, he would cover his face and cry, Leper! Leper! He dreaded that. That's a terrible thing. You know, today, there are fine, good, upright, moral people, wonderful friends, good neighbors, honest and sincere, who are lost. Uh, morality will no more save you from sin than fame and greatness could save Naaman from leprosy. Now we need to understand that. As a matter of fact, there are many fine, upright, deeply religious, very sincere, devout, dedicated people who are lost. Religion, per se, will no more save you from sin than fame and greatness would save Naaman from leprosy. As a matter of fact, it is very safe to say that religion is the greatest hindrance to the spread of Christianity in the world today. Atheism doesn't stand a chance. Everyone recognizes a fool when he sees one. You see, you look in a mirror and you don't see an image, you've got a problem. Oh, but if you look in a mirror and see an image and you don't believe in God, then you really have a problem. Where do you come from? No, no, atheism is no problem to the spread of Christianity. It's religion. Well, now somebody says, though, here's a person sincere, he's devout, he's devoted, he works hard. Romans, uh, the book of Acts, rather, chapter 10, deals with a Roman. Uh, Cornelius, by name, he, he's a centurion in the Roman army. He's over from 100 to 600 soldiers. And right here in Acts chapter 10, <clears throat> it says that this man feared God. Oh, not just personally. His influence was such that he feared God with all his house. Cornelius was a fine man. And his influence was such that his entire family was affected by it. Feared God with all his house. Oh, but he prayed to God always. He is a devout man. These things are primary in his life. Oh, and he doesn't just give alms to the poor. Oh, no, no, no. He gives much alms to the poor. Oh, wait a minute. Well, what do we have here? We have a devout man that fears God with all his house. And he prays to God regularly and sincerely. And he gives much alms to the poor. Right. Someone says, well, if anybody goes to heaven, Cornelius will go to I mean, that, 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 that fellow go to Friend, that has nothing to do with going to heaven. Oh, we appreciate that kind of conduct. We're thankful to God that it occurs in our land. It makes a better... Society. There's no question about that. But that doesn't save you from sin any more than fame and greatness could save Naaman from leprosy. Doesn't work that way. Say. That little Hebrew maiden said to her mistress, Would that my lord, my master, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, then would he recover him of his leprosy? 
Well, when Naaman got word of that, of course, uh, he related that to the king of Syria. The king of Syria said, you go and, and I'll write a letter. And man, he took enough wealth to make a person rich in that day. Ah, oh, ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, ten changes of raiment. That would make you wealthy. Weaving was a very slow process. Ooh, fabric was difficult to come by. Ten changes of raiment. And he intended to, best, intended to bestow all of that on the person who healed him. And he uh, went to the king of... He went to who? He, he went to the king of Israel. Well, no wonder he had a problem. king of Israel read that letter. He said, am I God to kill and to make alive? That this man doth send to me to cure a man of his leprosy? He's seeking a course. He wants to start a war. They intend to invade us. I'm not a... Why, who ever heard of... Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What happened here? I mean, that little maiden said, you go... Oh, that's what happened. That little maiden said, would that my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria. Well, he went to the king. Oh, they're sincere people today seeking salvation from sin. They go to the pope. They go to the priest. They go to the rabbi. They go to the reverend, the right reverend. They go to the pastor. That They can't tell you what to do to be saved. They don't have the foggiest notion about salvation from sin. Religious, deeply religious. But if they knew what to do to be saved, they'd be Christians. They wouldn't be involved in all that kind of fallen foolishness, which is totally condemned in the Word of God specifically. No, no. He, he went to the wrong source. That maiden didn't say, go to the king of Israel. Why, that king can't cure leprosy. He didn't have anything to do with that. She said, would that my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria. Uh, then would he recover him. Of his leprosy. It's interesting. Well, anyway, when Elisha the prophet heard that the king had rent his garments, he <laughs> sent to him, Wherefore shall rent thy garments? Uh, let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Samaria. So Naaman, with his horsemen, chariots, his entourage of dignitaries, you see, he's a prominent man. There's no question about the second in command in Syria. I mean a great man. No question about that. He stands at the door of the house of Elisha. Elisha sends a servant out and said to go down and wash seven times the river Jordan you'll be clean. Naaman was wroth. He went away. He said, I thought he... That's the problem right there. That's the whole problem right there. Behold, I thought, yeah, all the way down here from Syria to Samaria. And Naaman has run this thing through his mind. Yeah, this is the way it's going to be in all probability. I'm second in command in Syria, recognized for my military prowess. And these men are the dignitaries from our land, and they are with me, and we will be recognized by these uh, lowly Israelites, uh, and no doubt they will uh, announce our presence and send posts out to inform the people that we've come. Probably we'll build uh, a platform and place us here, and of course uh, we'll be properly, properly, properly introduced, and uh, 
this uh, 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 prophet, uh, prophet, he shall come out and he'll strike his hand over the place and call upon the name of uh, uh, that God, uh, uh, Jehovah uh, God, and ta-da, great Naaman will be healed. You mud ball. Behold, I thought, how many people stand condemned today? Good people. Deeply religious people. Because they base their relationship to God Almighty on their thoughts. Faith cometh of hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen to what God said. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> that, that servant came out and said, what? Put on wash seven times the river Jordan, you'll be clean. That's conditional. That's right. Go down and wash seven times in the river Jordan, you'll be clean. Oh, by the way, salvation from sin uh, in the Christian age is conditional also. Uh, do you remember that Jesus said to his apostles just prior to his ascension, uh, Mark 16, verse 15, he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. And uh, the apostle Peter, uh, along with the apostles, in Acts chapter 2, Peter's sermon is recorded, they're all speaking, but for the first time, preach the gospel in all of its saving power and pristine beauty. And his auditors were cut to the heart. They cried out in verse 37, Brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, Repent ye and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for Preposition, ace, never used in retrospect, always looked forward. Thus the American standard says, unto the remission of your sins. <clears throat> Conditional. Saul of Tarsus saw the Lord on the road to Damascus. You remember Acts chapter 9, chapter 22, and chapter 26? All deal with the conversion of Saul. Saw the Lord on the road. Acts, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 8. Last of all, unto a child untimely born, he appeared unto me also. Oh, well, Saul, when you saw the Lord, you believed, no question about it. Paul's manner of life to Damascus Road, till he laid his head on the chopping block at Rome, according to profane history, gives undying evidence of a living faith in Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Well, you said, Paul, in Romans 5.1, being therefore justified by faith, we have peace with God. Right. Well, when you saw him, you believed, no question. Well, you had peace with God. No, he didn't have peace with God. Well, that's what he wrote in Romans 5.1 now. You see, when we get an idea in mind, we don't pay any attention to what the Lord said. I think, oh, when I see my, you know, key word or key phrase, I just assume that's teaching what I've been taught that it teaches. I need to pay attention to what it says. Paul said, being therefore justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When does faith justify him? Well, when he got up off the road there, he's blind had to be led by the hand of those that were with him into the street called Straight in the city of Damascus. And for three days and nights he can either eat nor drink. How many times he heard the stones beat the life out of Stephen, the first Christian martyr? How many times has Stephen's voice run through his mind? Father, lay not this sin to their charge. And he heard those stones beat the life out of the body of a faithful child of God. He's a penitent believer. Well, Paul, didn't you say being justified by faith? We are right. Well, when was he justified? Oh, Ananias was sent to him to restore his sight. 
And he said to him, Acts 22, 16, Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, eh, calling on the name of the Lord. You can't be just as if I had not sinned, uh, justified from sin, until your sins are removed. When are your sins removed? He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Repent ye and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's unto or for the remission of your sins. Oh, arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Well, somebody said, preacher, that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, why, what is the connection between being dipped in the water and the remission of sins? Same connection as there is being dipped in the River Jordan seven times and curing leprosy. None. You see, the natural man receiveth not the things of God. Their foolishness to him, and he cannot know them, because they are spiritually discerned. That's 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Oh, that servant came out and told Naaman, you go down and wash seven times through the river Jordan, you'll be clean. Naaman went away in a rage. Fine. That's all right. That's fine. Uh, but uh, I'd, I'd kind of like to ask you a question, Naaman. Why did you come down here? Well, uh, that maiden said, you know, come down and uh, I'd be, you know, recovered. I'd, I'd be healed of, of leprosy. Oh, I, I thought you thought God had leprosy. Oh, you have leprosy. Right. What are you doing going away in a rage? You know, it is amazing to me how humanity reacts. People become angry when you tell them what the Lord said to be saved. I could give you a personal reference. A friend of mine up in Rossville, Georgia, several years ago, he went to a restaurant on a particular day of the week. The proprietor had them for breakfast. And the, the fellow that owned the restaurant, fine fellow, I knew him. But my friend uh, said, you know, uh, this coming Monday, we're going to be discussing baptism. He said, I would appreciate it if you would come with me. He said, I'll buy you a breakfast. If you, hey, when everybody's willing to buy a preacher's breakfast, brother, he's gone. It's, uh, I'd appreciate if you'd come and said, when we bring up the subject of baptism, you just let these people talk, say what they want to, and then you quote the scripture on the subject of baptism. Well, man, yeah, we had a good breakfast. And the gentleman that owned the restaurant was sitting at my right. And it went around and they discussed it. And he didn't believe you had to be baptized to be saved. And someone then asked me, you know, and I said, well, uh, Mark sixteen sixteen, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He said, I don't believe that. Now, he'd been cutting up chickens in preparation for fried chicken for his restaurant and he got up went over to that uh, double section stainless steel sink picked up that long knife with sharp point on it with a curve and he hit that steely a few times he picked up a chicken with a leg touched it with that knife and that chicken fell off and he had a leg in his hand and I got up and I called him by name and I said <clears throat> he had told me when I quoted that he said that's just your opinion he said that's just the way you and when I got up, I said, uh, call him by name, and I said, I, I didn't comment on that. I said, that's right. I said, just read this. He turned around, he put the point of that knife on my chest. He said, I don't believe that. And he said, I don't want to hear it again. And I thought, he's heard that enough. 
Well, absolutely. He, he served out a plenty. There's no use going any further. But it's amazing. I mean, he's not a bad fellow. No, no. He's basically a good man. He'd favor you most anyway. But prejudice is a terrible thing. And we'll, we all have to fight it. Yes, sir. We get an idea in mind. You know, we don't want to be told. So, hey, that's why it's so important. As those Bereans, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. May not agree with it. Examining the scriptures daily whether these things were so. Base your faith not upon what I say, but upon what the Lord teaches. That's so important. Otherwise, prejudice is going to get in the way. And boy, in religion and politics, prejudice is a damning influence. Need to guard against it, say. You know, Naaman really thought that he's going to have his leprosy prayed away. Are you sure he was? That's right. Well, I thought he'll uh, he'll come out. He'll strike his hand over the place and uh, call upon the name of Jehovah, his God, and uh, I'll be healed. You know, there there are people, and I'm not talking about bad people. I'll say. I'm talking about good people, sincere people. I have no negative statements to make about people who pray. No say. It's great. But so many people are in error on the subject. They're sincere in their interest in the souls of people, and they'll talk to a person. And that person finally is influenced so that he comes down maybe to a front pew, or occasionally they'll have an altar set up for that. And he'll bow down there, and they'll bow down around that man, and sometimes pray for two hours. For God to save this man. Friend, that won't work. You could pray for five years, and that won't work. Won't work. Prayer is not the basis of the forgiveness of sins of an alien. Don't say. That's not the way it works. You see, to pray to God, you have to be a child of God. And you are either a child of God or a child of Satan, because those are the only two families on earth. Oh, but unless you're in the family of God, which is the church, First Timothy 3, verse 15, you can't call God your father, because he isn't. He that turneth away his ear from the law, even his prayer is an abomination in the sight of God. Uh, Proverbs 28, verse 8. Oh, wait. He thought his leprosy would be prayed away. No, no. No words of vilification for people who pray. But we need to understand that prayer is for the child of God. How is an alien saved? Except you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins. Jesus said, John 8, verse 24. He said to the believer, except you repent, you'll perish. Luke 13, 3 and 5. Oh, he said, confess me before men or I'll deny you before the Father. Matthew 10, 32 through 34. Oh, it was Jesus who said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Oh, faith, repentance, confession, and power. Well, somebody says, preacher, that's so simple. Right. Go down and walk on the water. Do six backflips and land on the water and don't sink and you'll be heat. Huh. No, no, just go down and wash. It's simple. Go down and wash seven times in the River Jordan. Well, somebody says, I understand why he's mad. I understand. Really? You know, I kind of think if I had leprosy, I'd give a little more attention uh, to what uh, Naaman wanted to substitute, didn't he? Alban and Farber, the clear running streams of Damascus.
May I not wash in them and be clean? I suppose I'd been driving his chariot. And he turned to me and said, Watkins? <laughs> yes, sir. Why can't I wash an oven and farper? No. I hope I'd answer him like this, calmly and with respect. Sir, I don't know. But if you want to know what God Almighty said, I can tell you. Eh? It might get your head lopped off. It says, yes, sir. Why you can't wash an oven and farper, I'm the foggiest notion. But if you want to know what God Almighty said, I can tell you. Isn't that wonderful? You can too. All you got to do is read it. Written down between the 6th and 8th grade level. Oh, and as we said, delete the proper names. Length of the average words are a little less than five letters. Uh, many of those words are monosyllable. They're single-syllable words. Well, you can tell them what God said. Well, somebody says, I don't believe that. Oh, he'd believe it not. be damned. That, that's taken care of. That's thoroughly handled. You see, Naaman had that right. Yes, sir. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, we noted that, didn't we? God's a spirit, John 4, 24. Spirit doesn't have flesh and bone. Luke 24, verse 39. No. How then am I made in the image and the likeness of, oh, I'm an immortal spirit possessed of free moral agency. That's why there were two trees in the perfection of Eden. One to life, one to death. Your choice. You don't have to wash in Jordan. No, sir. You can die of leprosy. Fine. You don't have to be baptized. You can lose your soul in hell. That's your decision. Now somebody said, preacher, that sound no say. That is deadly serious. Deadly serious. But it's your choice. You don't have to do what the Lord said. Unless you want to be saved. Naaman wanted a substitute. How about having unfarpled? Why can't I wash? You know, people are like that today. They, they want a substitute for God. You know, it's amazing. Uh, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Well, somebody says, now, preacher, we uh, sprinkle water on the... Oh, being buried with him in baptism, wherein you are also risen with him through faith in the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Colossians 2.12. Hey, don't you know, brethren, that all we who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, so also we might walk in newness of life. Hey, Romans 6, 3 through 5. You're familiar with that. Oh, baptizo. It wasn't translated, it was transliterated. Oh, anglicized. Bapto. Baptize. What does that mean? To dip, to plunge beneath the surface. Well, somebody says, what difference does it make? Sprinkling water on a person or? Oh, Leviticus chapter 10. Didn't we notice that? And they'd happen to buy you. The sons of Aaron were priests. Their task was to offer incense before the Lord. Uh, each took a censer, put incense thereon, and offered strange fire, which Jehovah commanded not. And fire came forth from Jehovah and burned them to death. Why? They offered strange fire. Where'd God say don't offer strange fire? Well, he didn't say anything about it at all. It hadn't been mentioned. Well, somebody says, what difference does it make? Fire is fire. One fire burned incense as well as another. The difference is between life and death. You see, God told them what to do. Oh, any fire used in the service of the sanctuary was to be taken from the altar at the door of the tent of meeting. They took it from somewhere else. Kill you every time. When you add the profane to the holy, you're dead. No, not physically in the Christian age. Spiritually. 
And it's a whole lot better to be dead physically than to be dead spiritually. We want a substitute. Sprinkling, rantism, has nothing to do with baptism. Oh, pouring water? Uh, Balo to cast, uh, to pour. No, no, it's baptize, not Balo. Right? Baptize. Oh, there's only one baptism. Ephesians 4, verse 5. What is that baptism? It is a burial in the element of water. That's it. You remember that eunuch reading from Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8? He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before his share is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment is taken away. His generation, who shall declare? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this of himself or of some other? Uh, verse 35, Acts chapter 8, Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the same passage preached unto him Jesus. As they went on the way, they came to a certain water. The eunuch said, Behold, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? What are you talking about? Who said anything about baptism? Verse 35 says, Philip opened his mouth beginning at that passage in Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8, preached unto him Jesus. And the next thing he wants to do is be baptized. Oh, oh, to preach Jesus is to preach what Jesus said men must do to be saved. Oh, Jesus said he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So they came to a certain water. The eunuch said, Behold, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Commanded the chariot to stand still. They both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him, and they came up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. The eunuch saw him no more, for he went on his way rejoicing. And Philip was founded as Otis, and passing through, preached the gospel to all the cities till he came to Caesarea. But why? Is this eunuch rejoicing? He's saved. How do you know he's saved? Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. This fellow said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was baptized. More than that's too much. Less than that won't work. Friend, we have to do what the Lord said. And you know, old Aelon, his servants came to him and said, uh, My father, and I think we need an Idaho potato farmer in the White House. Somebody understands people. Well, anyway, that's beside the point. These servants came and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? <laughs> you better believe it. That's why he's here. I don't have any doubt. If old Elisha should come out, never said a word, just looked him over and walked around behind that chariot, looked him over both sides, Back around. Tell you what I'll do. You take your armor bearer, just one man. And you bring me ten earlobes from our enemies, and I'll heal you. I don't have a doubt in the world. Why, he'd have been glad to do it. Yes, sir. He'd have strapped on that sword. He'd have said to his armor bearer, get out of here. Man, here they go. But if he had killed ten of the enemies of Israel and brought those earlobes back, just think about it. Get over here, prophet. And great Naaman would, yeah. It won't work that way. I am totally dependent upon God. I am alienated in sin. 
without the cleansing efficacy of his blood, I am eternally undone. How can I be saved? By faith. That's the cardinal teaching of the New Testament. Salvation by faith. If faith cometh the hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Well, that one's a great man. There's no question about that. So, I can just see him. <laughs> Goes down to the River Jordan, strips himself down to his underclothes, right in the presence of these dignitaries that are with him. He walks off out there in that muddy Jordan, dips himself once, twice, three, four, five, six times. The leprosy is still as bright as it ever was. He dipped himself the seventh time, and when he came up, his flesh was as the flesh of a little child. My friend, let me tell you what that will do for you. It will change your life completely. This man went back to Elisha. He tried to bestow all those gifts that he brought to Oh, Elisha said, well, the very idea is not time for that. No, 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 no gifts to exchange. Uh, Naaman then said, would, uh, would you give your servant two mules' burdens of earth? I'd see a question mark over old Elisha's head. Don't you people out dirt in Syria? Now listen. He said, I'll worship no God but Israel's God. And he said, when I worship Israel's God, I want to bow down on Israel's dirt. Change your whole life. But you it won't change your life without faith. It won't change your life until you divest yourself of your own opinions and prejudice and uh, greatness and in humility. Just simply do what the Lord said from the heart. That's called faith. Someone asked, what is the power in the River Jordan to cure leprosy? None. <laughs> There's no power. Oh, I, as a matter of fact, if the waters of Jordan would cure leprosy, you'd have leper colonies all up and down a little old valley. Well, they, nah, that don't work. Well, somebody says, what's the power in water to remove sin? Oh, none. No, 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 no. You see, sin is removed by the blood of Christ. Well, he shed his blood in his death, John 19.34. You're baptized into his death. Oh, Romans 6, verse 4. Oh, that's, that's why we're to be baptized for the remission of our sins. Uh, that is, because God said so. I'm the sinner. Go down and wash seven times at the River Jordan. When he did what God said, the blessing was his. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. Friends, when we do what God said, the blessing is ours. There's no question. That's why that statement over there in verse 26, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Behold your calling, brethren, not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. They don't have those humble servants that came and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not? How much rather, when he saith unto thee, Wash, and be clean. And tonight, if you believe that Christ is the Son of God, well, friend, give your life to him and be buried with him in baptism. You're raised a new creation in Christ. If you're subject tonight in any way to the Master's invitation, we beg you to come, make your wishes known, while together we stand and sing.